0: Welcome to the podcast, and I am your host, Anna-Michelle Igomo, and this is my safe space where I talk about God, my experiences of walking with Him, and also use His words to encourage and heal others. We are currently on a Bible in the Year challenge where we read through the entire Bible in 365 days, and I don't think you press play by chance, so I do hope that you stay tuned because God wants to talk to you. And this might be just what you need to hear today. Hello guys, welcome back to another amazing episode of the podcast. Today is day 93 of our Bible in the Year challenge. And we will be continuing on our journey, taking readings from the book of Judges and also praying along with Psalms. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. You are so welcome. And today is... Today is such a special day because we are beginning a story about a very important person, one of the most popular people in the Bible. And I'm talking about Samson, pretty much the strongest person that was ever um, described in the Bible. So we'll be diving into that today. And I hope that you stay with us to the end of this episode. And I will see you at the end. So let's dive right in. So, today, we're talking about Samson, like I said before, looking at Judges chapter 12 to 15. And the story of Samson is so important because, not, because, not just because he was strong. I mean, that was, that's like an extra bonus. Samson was just this supernatural, superhuman guy that had this immeasurable strength. But also because we can see parts of ourselves in the story of Samson. So in today's readings, we see how Samson was born. He was born to a couple that had issues with bearing a child. And so um, an angel visited the mother twice and told her that she was going to have Samson, but that Samson would have to be consecrated to God because he was going to be special, because he was going to be different. And so we know that Samson was a Nazarite. Um, Nazarites, I think we've talked about them while we're journeying through the first five books so Nazarites are people that are dedicated to god that have dedicated their lives to god not for the rest of their lives but probably for like four weeks at most you know so during that four weeks they kind of go on this um retreat in quote they have this time away from everyone just by themselves they don't cut their hair they probably don't cut their nails just to reflect and to have that closer relationship with god you know so after their week after their time of retreat then they cut their hair they cut their beard and then they burn this kind of offering that as a sacrifice to god kind of saying you know this hair and this beard and all of this that i have grown all through my time of retreat i kind of offered them to you and now i'm starting afresh, i'm starting new you know but in the case of samson he would not be cutting his hair at all throughout his life because we would see later that that would, that was a sign. His hair was a sign of God's strength and God's presence with him. So one thing, one major thing that stood out to me from the story of Samson is the fact that we can be strong and also be weak. At the same time, we can be consecrated but not live a consecrated life. So one of the two weaknesses i saw with samson just today alone were anger and lust which are part of these seven deadly sins why why are they deadly sins so we have seven deadly sins we call them deadly sins not because they're the most serious offenses and then the other are minor sins but because these sins are like foundations they're like building blocks for other sins to stem out from they're so deadly because from them you have numerous and multitudes of sins that could come out of them and from Samson, we see two major ones we see the anger and we see lost Samson was pretty much that guy that he just uh, he probably never um took time off to rethink his actions he was probably that kind of guy that acted on impulse acted right immediately he just felt something merely he felt an emotion he just acted it right out And we see that display in so many times, like when he had that problem with the Philistines and then um, his wife, should I say his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance, the girl he wanted to marry kind of deceived him into losing out on that bet. And then the Philistines were um, successful. They kind of won the bet. They got the riddle. this guy, to fulfill his promise of giving the Philistines 30 clothes, as he had said, this guy goes ahead and just kills people i don't know if they were israelites i don't they're probably not israelites probably the other um nations the other um what do you call them the other gentiles the other idol worshiping nations that were living with the israelites but still he goes ahead and just kills them just like that and takes the clothes from their bodies and gives them to the philistines i don't know that just that seems so off i don't think that's something that Any normal person would do that just just for a bet, you know? Anyways, that is just one of the many instances we will see that Samson really had no control over his anger. And the second one was lost. This guy had this um, desire to marry a Philistine, even despite his parents' warnings. You know, there are so many people in Israel, you know, that we're not supposed to intermingle or intermarry with these people. First of all, the Philistines were ruling them in those days. So they weren't the Philistines weren't just nations that weren't Israelites that were living with them or around them. They were their rulers. They were pretty much like the Egyptians that they they had been slaves to. And so they were not in good terms. So out of all of them, you just chose to marry a Philistine woman. But Samson did not go back on his word. He said he wanted to marry her. And we see that this girl deceives him. First of all I would think that this would be like a moral lesson for Samson because at the end of the day this deceit by a woman that he likes by a foreign woman that he likes would be the end of him and so I would think that the first time this happens this will, this was probably like a warning from God you know the, take it you know just learn learn your lesson that if you get involved with a foreign woman she will deceive you and it would it would not end great but um, apparently, I mean, we'll see as we move on that something did not take note, uh, something did not see it as something to um, learn from, and that that speaks so much volumes about us, you know, something was physically strong, but he had all these um, emotional weaknesses that would go on to be his downfall, and in our case, we might be strong in the sense that we are people of God, you know, we are, have been called to such a great Purpose. We have been given so many graces and so many um, spiritual gifts, so we are strong. But sometimes, if we do not get to check on our weaknesses, they might be our downfall. It is not enough to say, "Okay, I have weaknesses, and I have my strength, and so my strength can kind of overwhelm my weakness, and everything will work great." But it is that we have to take heed. While we grow on our strengths, we also can't afford to overlook our weaknesses. We have to take it with God's grace and God's help to utterly eliminate our weaknesses. And I know this sounds very impossible, you know, Michelle, what human has no weakness? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you that with God's help, with God's involvement, it is possible. You can eliminate your weaknesses if you are willing to humble yourself and take them to God. Sometimes we feel like some certain things are not important to go to God with, with, you know. We feel like we only have to get the um, big obstacles we face in our lives, you know, the life-threatening situations. Those are the only things that are good enough to take to God. But God doesn't just tell us that we should take only part of our problems or the problems that seem too big to Him. He says we should take all of our problems to Him because... In actual fact, there is no small problem. You know, problems are problems. <laughs> there are always going to be problems. And so we have to take all of it to him. There are some times that we have these little weaknesses. Probably you you have issue um, not telling the truth. You know, I mean, growing up, pretty much every child lied. <laughs> At some point in time, we all lied, you know, to get out of trouble so that we do not get punished. And so growing up, we might see that, okay, telling lies is not that of a big deal it's not that much of a big deal you know like fornicating or like committing adultery you know those are the things that we see as such a big deal but the thing is that lying is a big deal i read this quote somewhere and it said that the issue with small sins is that they do not remain small and that no one um stumbles or falls over a pebble sorry no that's not how it goes it says (laughs) no one fumbles over a house they fumble over a pebble and that just speaks for all because like the little sins are the ones that produce the bigger sins this little weakness of samson his anger and his lust, he probably did not see them as important i mean he was strong he was physically strong he could kill a thousand men at once so he didn't see it as anything to be bothered over but they would go on to be the cause of his death And so we have to be very careful about the little things that we struggle with each day. As small as lying, as small as being lazy, as small as procrastinating, we have to check our weaknesses, address them, pray about them and bring them to God. Because trust me, the devil will use anything to get to you. And one other thing I got from the story of Samson, I, I I never looked at it that, this way. You know, Samson is such a very popular story. But for some reason, I never just noticed this. is that Samson was consecrated right from his birth. He was singled out as different. He was never to cut his hair. He was going to be this guy with superhuman powers, but he did not... Live up to that call. He did not live essentially consecrated life. How do I know this? I know this because it says that on the way, while they were going to meet this Philistine woman and her family, that Samson had decided to marry, he came across this lion. He killed the lion with his bare hands, but he did not tell his parents. And then later on, he passes by the corpse of this lion, the dead body of the lion, and he saw honey in it, and he takes this honey and he eats it. And not only does he eat it, he gives it to his parents. But the parents have no idea where he came from. Why did they know, have no idea? Why did he not tell them where he got it from? Because it was a sin. It was an offense. You know, they're Israelites. It was an offense for them to have anything to do with a dead body, even a human dead body, even a, an animal dead body. Why? Because it would make them unclean. That was, that was one of the numerous laws that Moses gave these people. So they, they strictly went by that law. But here was Samson, who was supposedly consecrated, who knew about these laws, but still went ahead to break them. And this was not the only time. Even when he was killing the Philistines, he takes the jaw of a donkey and kills a thousand of them with it. And then he throws the jaw away. The jaw of the donkey was obviously a part of a donkey's corpse, a dead body, which also was something that would make him unclean. So those are like two different instances we we see that Samson deliberately decides to break those laws of cleanliness and uncleanliness without any remorse, without any um, control. And so it is possible that you can be consecrated and not live a consecrated life. Same it is with us. We have all been consecrated as long as you have been baptized into the church You have a different call. You have a different purpose than everyone else. We have been consecrated as not just children of God, but as prophets as well and as heirs to God's kingdom. And so it is possible for us to be consecrated, yes. But it is also possible for us to not live up to that consecration and to live a life of sin. And so this is why it is so important for us to always check ourselves, and that is why the church just always always goes against this belief that once saved, always saved that that is such a lie <laughs> because <laughs> when you believe that you would never see a reason to grow out of your sins and your weaknesses, you will always believe that since i've been baptized into the church then that, that's all the work I need to do. God is going to take care of the rest. That is such a lie because every single step of the journey is a chance for the devil to tempt you and to use your weaknesses against you. And so we have to be very vigilant. We have to be alert about our weaknesses as we move on with God. This is just the first day reading about the story of Samson. We have so many um, more parts to read about so i hope you stay tuned thank you so much for listening this far and please do not forget to leave a review subscribe and share this episode if you haven't and i hope you have an amazing day thank you so much i'll see you guys tomorrow same time same place stay blessed